podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 19 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, where this week we'll be looking back at Friday's fright night at Villa Park. We'll be analysing our lack of goals. Ahead to this week's fixtures away at Lincoln and a home to Wolverhampton Wonders. So, lads, we've had a, a little bit of time to calm ourselves down from Friday after the, the failed recording after the game. How are we now looking at that performance against Billy and how disappointed are we still? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it was. We all recorded it almost like instant match reaction, didn't we? Straight after the game on Friday, because we all watched it together. I had a meltdown over Mike Parry's tweets. Yeah, we did have a meltdown about that, and rightly so. But um, on reflection, when you look at the other results at the weekend and you saw how other teams, particularly the likes of Spurs, United played Palace and things like that. You know how they struggle to break down these sort of low block defensive teams. Um, the result doesn't look as bad, although albeit it's still massively frustrating because you look at that table now. We'd be sitting, what was it, third? We'd be sitting third, wouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, depending on the goals, so it was an opportunity missed, really. I think because we did enough, and we certainly started the game with real intent, and we played really well. Or we got off to a good start. We, you know, we, we were zipping it about a bit, a bit of pace. We were having a bit of joy down. Our left, their right hand side. Um, Bernard was causing them problems coming inside a lot. Dino going down. You know, we just lacked that little killer instinct. Um, so it was obviously massively frustrating when we conceded uh, our first goal um, of the season. But overall, it's it's an, it's an opportunity miss for me more than anything else. I don't know what you boys think. Definitely. I know it's a cliche, but people keep talking about. The games you need to win to break into the top six, um, and something we were talking about on Friday was the likes of, you know, Chelsea, United. Do they lose games like that, or do they routinely win them? Um, but then the weekend seems to have gone a different way, doesn't it? Both. I mean, I know Chelsea won, United had a shock loss, but you know they're both struggling at the moment. I think. I think yeah, and also as well, I mean, United started the the season off didn't they, very well against Chelsea with that that four 0 win. Chelsea already got the win at the weekend. Norwich have proven to be a bit of a tricky opponent, aren't they? Uh, like, like to they look very good going forward, don't they? they? they, they they've yeah. got a goal scorer there in, in Pookie as well. Yeah. But like you say, it's more disappointment at, at, the, at the fact it's a missed opportunity. Especially when we started the game as how we did. And we, we sat there watching it and, and we thought the, those first 20 minutes, we, we looked really on top. The, we looked settled. We were a much better side. And then such such a silly goal to, to give away, um, you know you see you see Wesley run across the the front of Keane. Keane's watching them all the way from the halfway. You can see him looking, 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 
and then when next time he looks, he's gone past him, and, and he just didn't doesn't react. Mina's then started to jump in and try to um, try to stop the ball coming through, and it's just from that moment on we had, we had a, a silly sort of sort of ten minutes where you had Mina then looked a little bit ropey. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember him heading the ball back into the midfield, pretty much across the floor, and then Wesley comes through again. Luckily, Mina got back and. And block the uh, block the shot, but we had a, we had a real poor 10-15 minutes after that. Well, well, that's it. It was a game where we did, arguably, we did enough, and that you know that was reflected in Marco Silva's comments, wasn't it? He was clearly frustrated, but he felt we did enough to win the game, and we should have taken certain chances. But there was also something that was a bit out, out of character, you know, for the team against Palace, against Watford. They're both two really physically testing and you know quite tough defensively testing. Uh, Games, but ones that we navigated and survived and got two quite impressive clean sheets against Villa. You know, Villa won 2 0, but there were, there were a couple of chances where they could have put away maybe a, a third or a fourth. Yeah, but, but look, I mean, as you, you've alluded to there, the chances we had in the game, let's let's go over them because the, the first, the major one was, was Calvert Loom, wasn't it? And he received a lot of stick for this and, you know, watching it and then watching it back. And, he, you know, there's that, there's that image, isn't it? Someone took a picture of when he connects with oh, the ball still, yeah. yeah and you've got one side of the goal which is wide open I suppose when you when you take a shot like that with, with a camera and you freeze it in time it looks like a whole lot of space on that side mm. but in real time not quite as simple as that but the point is yeah, but if, you, if you fast forward on a second later they actually yeah, the players obviously like Slid across and roll yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it's a split second thing. It is. He still should have well, scored. That's it. But if, you're right. If he takes yeah. a touch, he gets closed down. Doesn't he? He does, if, he, yeah. if he takes a touch, the shot gets blocked. But the, thing, the, the concentration yeah. there from Calvert Lewin was on keeping the ball down. He wanted to make it good and get the ball, yeah. get it on target, which he did. But like we've, I mean, we've all said that we 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 support and we back him. He wants to do well. We said it before. He's not a a goal scorer he's used to be a centre midfielder it's very hard to teach that that kind of thing someone who's got that instinct and that goal scoring knack so you know he does a job for the team for he me, does, he? He does. We, we play this 4-2-3-1 formation and we had success Silver almost stumbled upon it didn't he because obviously he tried Tosin there he tried Richarlison through the middle and then obviously when we went on that run after the international break at the end of last season Calvert-Lewin basically made that role his own and it's a very unselfish role, so, isn't it? So here's the question then for, for Evertonians listening, saying, yeah, but he doesn't score. Does he do enough for the team? I think he does. I think I, 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 in that formation particularly, the way he wants to play, we need someone who's basically you know, athletic enough to run the channels, but also hold the ball and bring other people into play. Now, for sometimes he gets isolated a lot. Sometimes we're not, there's not enough support there with him. So I do feel sorry for him. It's, it's a very difficult role to play that on your own. But I think he, 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 out of what we've got, both last year and with what we've got now this year, he's the best option to play that role on his own in front of what we've got. Now, you could turn around and say, well, maybe it's the recruitment or whatever. But, you know, he's the best at what we've got. If we play that way, he's the best guy to play in front. You know, and he does, he does, you know, he does a, a certain role for the team that allows us to get further up the pitch and build attack from that. I, I think, sorry, Pete, I think one of the notable things during that game, whilst the game went on, one person out of those those attacking players stayed on for the for the whole game. That was Calvert Lewin. Mm-hmm. Those around him, who for me should also be taking responsibility, in your your Richardson, your Bernard, your Sigurdsson, they all went off, and there's a reason for that, you know. And Calvert Lewin, when when we brought on a Wobie and Keane, 
he seemed to become alive then he seemed to find a little bit more support he did a little bit more support didn't he he did he had ones around him yeah, yeah I mean. and, and players around him who, who want to take responsibility I thought yeah. when Iwobi came on he, was he looked terrific you know for yeah. 25 minutes for someone who's not not really played at all over the you know, we played in African Cup of Nations did he mm. um, hasn't really played since then I thought he looked bright he looked lively he's got quality hasn't he he's got quality you can see his little touches he, he loves to receive the ball in the half turn all the time you yeah. can see that and the, the pass he put in for Keane down the left hand side, I mean, perfect weight on it, wasn't it? And obviously, yeah. Walcott should have scored. Um, that, that was exactly uh, exactly the point that I was going to make. Both Sigurdsson and Richarlison, in particular, had really difficult games. Yeah. They really struggled against Villa. Bernard arguably did did a bit more. He certainly had a better first half, yeah. but he seemed quite leggy, didn't he? We were saying um, in the first half he was quite leggy. On Friday he's played ninety minutes yeah. in both games this season for the first time, I think, ever. I don't remember him playing ninety minutes mm. really at all. He was one of those players who silver quite often brought off after seventy minutes, wasn't he? He'd come off and freshen things up a little bit. But last season, Sigurdsson and Richarlison had fast starts. Mm. He yeah. did, and Silver touched on that, didn't he? In his presser afterwards, and he said, "I've had." I've had obviously um, Richarlison um, for full, two full pre-seasons both at Everton and Watford and he started like a training both those both those seasons and he got obviously started quickly for us last year he's not had him this summer because he's been away with Brazil and obviously a great copper um, but then obviously he was ill as well with the mumps and everything else so he's only had him how long did he have him for probably tops a week and a half a week it came but he, he only got some pre-season game time didn't he away at Bremen there you that go. was the only time so, so he's not sure. had him so any, for me he looks a yard off it Richardson. Yeah. his game relies on being sharp doesn't it yeah. I mean all everyone's game does to a point but him in particular he's at his best when he's lively mm. and you can see he's getting frustrated you know his touch is not quite there just little things that you would you know you'd normally associate with him being a bit sharper he's just not yeah. there isn't it but going back to your initial point Mike um if, look, it's a Friday night game, Villa at home, let's be honest, the atmosphere, great ground, isn't it? it was, the atmosphere yeah, was absolutely yeah. spot on. Yeah. So if you're going there as an opposing team like we were, Silver will be saying to these, right, these are going to be well up for it, which they were, start, you know, the noise was incredible at the start. You got, you want to quieten that crowd down, right? Which, which we did. Which, that's what I was about to say. So you can't ask for a better, other than scoring an early goal, yeah. you cannot ask for a better before, better first 20 minutes really there. Yeah. We, we got on the ball, we dictated it, we, we, we imposed ourselves on them as a team. They almost had to retreat a little bit straight away. You know, They weren't straight on us with the crowd behind them. Mm. Even after five, ten minutes, you could hear the crowd groaning already straight away. They're thinking, Jesus, we're getting absolutely bullied or getting passed off the pitch. Yeah. We dominated the ball. Mm. And to be honest, we dominated the ball for most of the game. What was it we had in 65% possession yeah. or something yeah. in the end, wasn't it? So you can't really, you know, it's, as far as an away team going there and obviously putting a, putting a marker down, we did everything but score in those first 20, 20, 25 minutes. And obviously when they got that goal off, essentially really their first attack, it was soft, wasn't it? Because mm. Silver again said, we know they like to take quick free kicks. Mm. You know, so we talked about that beforehand. And obviously the goal came from us switching off. Yeah. And then obviously after that, you know, well, you know, we all know what happened. Obviously they got inside. You know, it was a good ball to be fair by Yotta when he was, he was a good little player in, but... And to be fair, it was a good finish from a striker. He lets me honest, what did you call him? It's just uh, an, it's like Anthony Gardner. He's like a, like a, a striker he's, in the mould of Anthony Gardner. He is. I mean, I know people say he got man of the match. I'm like, come on. I mean, he, he looked really sort of awkward, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he didn't look like a Premier League footballer, did to, he? You know, to cut him a little bit of slack, or his, his attributes that he's got is he's big, yeah. he's strong, and he's and he's quite awkward. That That's yeah. his main attributes. For me, though, if you can't defend against that, there's, there's a problem. Because he wasn't, so he wasn't. He wasn't. Saw off. Who did he play? Benteke. Yeah. 
and they saw off um, in the second game. Well, uh, Deeney. Deeney, just two Andre very similar styles, yeah. isn't it? And then this guy, okay, he probably had a bit more success, maybe. He bullied them a little but bit. But he wasn't maybe. He wasn't man of the match. It was a, it, For the first two games of the season in Villa, he was getting slated by the way. He, he was, was by the Villa fans. Yeah, he was getting yeah, slated yeah, by yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't turned into a weird bitter overnight. We've made him look all right. To be honest, but I think we were naive. Is that the worrying thing in in, yeah. in the Villa game that we made this player who we're we're saying we don't particularly rate him look pretty good? Well, that is yeah, it is. And yeah, but it's, I think goals change games. I think the problem for me is if we'd have scored instead of them after twenty minutes. Let's say Calvert-Lewin. Okay, that would have been one-one, obviously. But if we'd have scored that, for, I think we'd have won that game quite comfortably. To mm. be honest, that goal gave them the real boost. And you and I spoke to me right before the game and said we're going to concede at some point. You know, we're not going to keep a clean sheet in every game so it would be interesting to see how the lads respond to conceding and obviously like you just said then they conceded and then Villa had a 10 minute spell didn't they before mm-hmm. half time where they put us under a little bit of pressure without really creating but they put a bit you know they got the crowd behind that's going to happen isn't it it's, mm-hmm. a, Friday, it's a night game yeah. you know, it's like us playing at home on a, on a night game and we score against the run of play you're going to have a spell aren't you mm-hmm. the crowd are going to lift the players but it's just one of those where they got that first goal got their tails up and then we we just basically just had the whole ball pretty much second half and didn't really do much with it, did we? But that just underlines the frustration, doesn't it? It was, you know, the chance for us to go top of the table uh-huh. in a season where we're saying it's yeah, not it's wide open, but it's probably our best chance since the first Roberto Martinez season for us to break into the so-called top six, mm. and we didn't take it. Mm. And I think for a lot of Evertonians, you know, your eyes roll back and you just think, gosh, well. It, Typical Everton. It is, yeah. it, it is, and, and and I get that, and it's disappointing. And obviously, recording obviously a few days after now, where you can reflect. And I say, I always say to everyone, you know, we, we don't like to sort of record emotive podcasting. We like to sort of settle down, discuss it properly, and, and not have knee jerk reactions. And you see people on social media, like some Mike Parry. I will go back to that particular tweet saying that uh, Silver's a dud and he should be gone and it, stop you know stop talking rubbish it just incites the fans it does it does yeah. you know pe- people like that do incite the fans and people you know Everton fans in particular don't need any kind of inciting at all do they you know we're, we're quite emotional at the best of times and we have been through quite a lot of rubbish over the years as well but let's just all take a, a moment to reflect it's disappointing of course but we see at this time of the season we've seen already other teams are beaten other so-called top teams mm. aren't they we've seen it with United we've seen obviously Chelsea dropping points as well um, it happens you know Arsenal obviously lost lost at Anfield um, City has dropped points with obviously against Tottenham so let's just let the season settle down we are going to come good and when we come good we will I'm sure have a prolonged period of, of success on the pitch but all these people who are saying Silver's a throw, get silver out. Come on. Yeah, jump on the have, have, have a day off. We, we, we've been here before, haven't we? Let's let, let things settle down. We've got new players coming in. We've got exciting players coming into that side as well. We will, you know, we, we'll discuss in more detail shortly. But look, just quickly on, on that point, that's why it's the right kind of frustration, mm-hmm. isn't it? We didn't go to Villa Park and get battered. No. We didn't go to Villa Park and get, you know, beaten in a really worrying, troubling way. We went to Villa Park we had the best of the game, we had the best chances, we should have won. That's the right kind of frustration. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah, you know, we didn't you know, we didn't go there like we would have done in many other seasons and you know, it would have been you have a shot, we have a shot and it'd have been like, yeah, we conceded, you know, potentially two or three. Yeah, or even worse being in trouble. Yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. I mean We're yeah. not in trouble, are we? No, and I, I, I do agree with that point. Yeah, you know, we are going well look, 
you can tell that the way teams are setting up against us. You know, Palace did it the other day, didn't they? At home, first game mm. of the season, where you, all the fans are up for it. They showed no intent, did they? Mm. They just thought, well, look, out of respect, they've obviously got better players, man for man. We're going to basically drop off. You, you break us down. And that's, and that's the worrying thing for me. We just talked about it then off mic, is that have we got those types of players now? Because more and more teams are now going to be playing this sort of sit offers, low block, or whatever you want to call it. And it's up to us to break it down. We're, we're just going to counter you. And if you know, so this formation is is, is it, you know it clearly shows in the stats. It's making us go wide all the time. The midfielders they, they can't really get it into Gilfie. So most of our possession is going out wide, forcing us to cross it. And you've got people like Tyrone Wings who can head you know six foot five head it out all, all day. So teams are working that out now. So if you look at the likes of City and you, you know an extreme example, you look at the likes of you know Liverpool and, and others. They've got those individuals, haven't they, out wide in particular, who can basically beat a man for fun. City have got three or four of them, haven't they? De Bruyne is another one who can beat a man with a pass. And, and you know, they've got those special talents that can break down the Palaces, the Watfords, the, you know, the Villas of this world. And, I, and, I think you know, we have got them. I do. I just think so far in the first couple of games, we're not quite on form. I think Gilfie Sigurdsson's that type of player. I think Richarlison's definitely that type of player. We haven't got many. Like I was saying to you then, Pete, when I, how many have we got realistically that can go by a man in that team, like comfortably go by a man regularly? When you look at City, you've got Sané, they've got Maris to come on instead mm-hmm. of him. You know, Both of those players skim people for fun, don't they? You know, they skim people with pace, with skill. And Guardiola realised that, didn't he, after his first season? He went out and bought a load of them, didn't he? How many players can we get in now that can basically go past people and win those one-on-one battles? Because as soon as you do that, you basically, you know, you create the TV one out wide, don't you? And then, and you're dragging them out. And I think you realise that because pretty much every game that City played were facing teams like that. Mm. And you know, as Spurs, you just said it there, Pete, with Spurs, you know, they they they've basically at home to Newcastle. That'd be a banker all all weekend, that wouldn't it? The way Newcastle started, and Newcastle gone there and got a result. Well, I thought, I, mean? I thought for me that that was a great example of the Everton Villa game. When I, I watched the Spurs game, I thought this just completely reminiscent yeah. of what they happened Friday ball. night. Yeah. 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 Spurs having all of the ball, doing all the right things, but they just weren't at the races. They couldn't put it away. They had three or four half decent chances, nothing really clear cut, and they lost the game. Correct. But who's 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 Spurs that will unlock the door? Special type player, Ericsson on the bench. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's rumours that he might want to leave. Yeah, he's unsettled. Yeah, so he, yeah, exactly. So he's the type of guy that will unlock the door, do something, score a magic free kick or something like that. You know, do something ridiculous. He's their sort of go-to. We need to do that. I mean, Deli Ali's gone off the boil for me the last sort of twelve months, and like, you know, it's, he's the one that they go to, isn't it, to do something because his passing is outrageous, and also he's great on set pieces. But I don't know. Well, it's the Gilfie conundrum, isn't it? It's the Gilfie conundrum, and I, I, I think Silva's got a real choice now. So against these teams who are playing this, camp, is there any need to be playing something like a Schneiderlin, for example, in those sort of games? We were just talking you know I mean? about what might. What might be going on with Richarlison and why not be? He might not be quite a top form yet. What's going on with Gilfie Sigurdsson? I, I, I just don't think. He, I think it's a couple of things. I think it's lack of confidence because you can see even just little things. You know, he did it with, in this match. He did it in the match before. You know, like little layoff he did for Gomez, mm-hmm. and then they broke on us. And he did that again the other day. A little sort of like half-hearted, like that. You know, where it's not fizzing into him. He just sort of, you know, he didn't, he didn't hit it with enough pace. They broke on us. Uh, happened against Palace the same. I just think it's a mixture of confidence. Probably again a bit of match sharpness, but also I, I just don't think, like I said before, that formation we can't go play through the middle, and that's where essentially he is. It's making us go wide to Coleman, to Dina, to Bernard, to Richardson. If you look at his touch map and his touches, he doesn't really get on the ball. He doesn't really get on. The ball. He's in that team right now, 
because he scored 14 goals last season and, he's, and, he, and he, it's a big chunk of goals in our team and rightly so he's a gifted player but we just don't get him in the game do we because teams just flood that middle bit and go right one then I think I think, you know yeah, I think, I think you're, you're right and obviously we, we want to talk in more detail about okay where are our goals where, where, why have they, they dried up from last season what, what, is, what is the problem we've got at the moment and I think probably Sigurdsson and his role and the formation that we're playing is potentially the issue that we all know so want to play 4-3-3 we also know that we probably haven't got the players even now to play 4-3-3 he wanted to bring in the core didn't come in Gabamon's come in it's going to be out for three months it looks like is that confirmed that it's everything a concern it could be three months of further tests coming up you know so that was just someone who's going to sit as your number six now gone so again that then means for me for even longer now we're going to have to play how we played last season that formation and like you say Lee our teams are now setting up and we've seen it the first three games this season bar probably at times the Watford game they're quite happy to sit there and say to us go on then yeah, break us down break us down they'll flood the middle of the pitch yeah. break us down and you know, go out wide whatever and it, it, it just makes it very very you need, you need either a bit of luck or you need something really special you can't always rely on luck obviously yeah um Look, like you said, there, we probably created. We didn't create a great deal, but we probably created enough. I mean, a good, you know, a proper proper centre forward probably scores Walcott, and Calvert Lewin chances. There, mm. we probably fell to the wrong people, really. And they're the one that fell to Dini on his right foot. You know, I'd feel a lot more confident if that pullback had come to someone like a Yeah, it won't You're be hitting the post and the ball just going completely. Yeah, into yeah. It. I mean, look, it's one of those games, isn't it? You know, and, and obviously Sky were there. They were dying for Villa to win it, really, weren't they? And that's not trying to be pessimistic. Come on, they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, and, and rightly so. You know, great club back in the Premier League, all that. They were dying for a, little, a mini upset, whatever you want to call it. But I think the conundrum is. I mean, that that, that text I sent you guys was it the tweet that um, uh, Matt Cheaton put out. What was it? Something like, hopefully see more of Awobi now. Regularly beat his man and complete as many passes to Keane or Calvert Lewin in twenty nine, sorry, in twenty nine minutes than Sigurdsson has in three games. Yeah, I mean, that's nuts if that's true. That as a stat, mm-hmm. you know, twenty nine minutes he's, he's he's got on the ball more and created more than Sigurdsson has in three games. But it shows you how that's much crazy. how much Sigurdsson's game was being affected by. And you know he's a quality player, but when teams aren't cheaper, they'll they'll shut him down, aren't they? When he scored yeah. 13, 14 goals in the season, and you know what he's got in his locker as well, what he can do out of nothing, which yeah. we've seen time and time again. They're going to want to try and obviously keep that kind of quality out of the game. Hence why we are, like you said, going wide all the time, and yeah. at times we're putting in awful, awful balls. We're not even beating the first man, or we're going too far. And it's, yeah. You know, well, it's not putting good balls in either. We've got it have confidence and we've got the quality of player for me to be able to play around size because at times we do it at times it's some lovely yeah, football it's lovely for one you know, stuff at times and we, yeah. when we yeah. play with a bit of pace yeah. and trust that's how, you break those that's how you break them down yeah. and it's happened too, too often where in these first few games we've we've gone into a position and then we, we've taken one touch too many lost it in, in a tackle or we've then gone backwards and we, we, we haven't got the idea and, and we can do it mm. but I think what, we, what we're going to see with obviously he's going to want to as the, the weeks go on now he's going to want to get a Wobie in there from the start mm. now whether whether Silver's brave enough to go right Sigurdsson I'm taking you out a Wobie can play sense so we know that 
and of course there were rumours pre-season that the club had been working with Bernard in, in that role yeah so whether he's now brave enough to as we as we move forward to go right let's let's try something different or let's let's now go to say a 4-3-3 or what have you I think we I don't think Schneider season. needs to play in those games and look Schneider does a job and he's very good at hoovering up you know you know, on the edge of the box and that you know and he, he's very neat and tight very sideways and he's very safe mm. I mean he put a great ball in for Coleman over the top but you never you very rarely see that from him, dear. So, very, so against those teams who are sitting off us, do we really need somebody like that? For me, I mean, I know you mentioned in the past, Pete, Sigurdsson, if we are going to play a four, a three, could Sigurdsson play? Well, it's... It, it's part, like Sigurdsson, Gomez and Iwobi, for example, in a three. Yeah. I think his work rate is second to none, Sigurdsson, especially his defensive contribution. But he, yeah, correct. But he's, mean, not, he's not really in the team for that when no. he plays that role, is he? But I do, I do... You are right. You can't. You can't fault him for that. It does make me think, though, as well of, of Andre Gomez, because I know I've joked a couple of times on the podcast. What I hope to see from Andre Gomez this season is Gomez on ice. Yeah. I want to see him get the ball and do forever and what he did for Valencia, getting higher up the pitch, carrying it, having shots. Yeah, putting it out, getting it back. But he looked really, really frustrated against Villa. Did. Didn't like, he? He, he had a, the fun game. That he had a very he, patchy he lost, game. Look, didn't he? look, we've look, we've all played footy at various standards and that, and you know, playing. Sometimes you have one of those games, don't you? You have one of those games where literally every pass you try, every touch, every shot, anything you try just doesn't come off. But to be fair to him, one thing I will give him credit for, he still got on the ball yeah. and he still tried to make things happen. He was brave enough to say, give it me, still give it me. Because he knows he is the creative force in that midfield. He's the guy that's spraying out wide, clipping it over the top. things like that. And you know he, his pass success rate must have been abysmal, particularly in the first half. Mm. But he still got on it, and I'll commend him for that. He was brave to still get. And on he still it. tried things, didn't yeah, he? he? There was, there was a point that. in the second half where he tried to ping a ball over the right hand side for Coleman. It went yeah. out for a throw, yeah. and he had his head down. He looked really yeah. angry with himself. But yeah. you're right; he still he still took the responsibility Correct. to try and play. You've got to be brave to do that because you know in football, you know we've never played in front of thirty thousand. But can you imagine what that's like if you're giving it away constantly and you're thinking, right, it takes a brave player to still get on it and still try and make things happen. He probably has more touches than anyone in that team when we play in it. Well, but with Gomez as well, we know he suffered mentally, hasn't he, when he was at Barcelona. It's different circumstances, but he suffered with that cat with the pressure. And, you know, you, you don't want him to be in that situation where, I'm not saying, by the way, he's immune to criticism, because obviously he's not. He didn't play well against Villa. You know, that happens, he, doesn't it? It does happen. Everyone has, has a bad game. But we, we, we want to see him do a bit more in terms of score more goals he's got it in his locker he, yeah. there, was, there was a point against Villa where yeah, he, he'd yeah. worked on opening and he thought just and he shifted it just hit it yeah. yeah and he didn't he got out wide and you think you know he's got it in his locker just do it but we don't want to get in that situation where we're constantly we're seeing all the time players just getting grief we mm. see it time again Calvert-Lewin's becoming a scapegoat yeah. again yeah. for you know for a side that aren't scoring mm. goals it's not just his fault as we've already alluded yeah. to those players around him those senior players around him take some responsibility take the ball by the horns and make things happen it's not Calvert-Lewin's fault for me that we're no. not scoring goals the issue teams aren't cheap though, are they? they're not they're teams not. teams will go where are the goals were ever Richarlison got a chunk last season so did Sigurdsson shut those two down who else is going to bag but the thing with Calvert-Lewin is though going back to him is he's gone give me number 9 cheers I want that yeah, yeah. I want it yeah so let's let's support let's support the lad. He's he's been mind enough to go. Yeah, I want to be Everton number nine. It comes even now. It comes with it with a stigma. People that have worn that chairs over the years. We have been Everton legends, haven't we? You know we've had, we've had real quality in that area. He's gone. Yeah, twenty-two years of age. I'll take it. So he's putting that pressure on him on himself. Let, let, let's back the kid. It's tough. 
it's a tough role we've said that but those players around them as we said those three were all taken off against Villa mm. and there's a reason for that mm. Silver sees it as well and right. when, when they were taken off he came outdoors came alive because the quality around them we had two players in Keane and Abobi who wanted to take responsibility yeah, we had more players around them definitely but I, I just think it's important not to jump on the manager after one result here. You know, yeah, we probably should have nicked it against Palace, and arguably said you should have won uh, uh, on Friday. But you know, it is what it is. You know, and jumping on the manager is not the way to do it. You know, you are right. I think we will come good. But I, I looked at uh, you, if you analyse the teams that are in the top six or make up that top six, then you analyse the teams that like to those Leicester, arguably Wolves to an extent, um, who are trying to push that so-called top six. When you look at the forward options those managers have got, and you look at our forward options, take Tosin out of it because really he's periphery and he still might go mm. before the end of the season. And you know we, we've all said we quite like Tosin in a certain formation. You know he, he, he would suit certain teams, and he? yeah. he's got a great touch and he can finish. But we've essentially got two kids really, nineteen and twenty-two, as our forward options. So the pressure on Key. I mean, hopefully he'll come good. We all know that. But there's a very good chance he might take a bit of time to realise that talent. Mm. So if you look at even the likes of Leicester and Wolves, they've got Vardy, who's a proven goal scorer in the Premier League, regularly gets double figures. Yeah, he's going to get at least 15 goals, at least. It? Probably over 20. Correct. Jimenez had a great season last season, started the season well, this particularly mm. in Europe. And generally so, plays in a two. Generally he? plays in a two, we've got the Otter off him. You look at even Bournemouth, right? Wilson, Callum Wilson, probably getting a chunk of teams in that, in that top six, they'll certainly be pushing him. And King, to And be King fair. to an extent. Mm. Then you look at the top six teams. Obviously, we, you know we talked about obviously Liverpool, Salah, and and, and Mane in particular. You look at City, obviously Aguero, you know absolutely one of the best strikers the Premier League's ever had. Sterling, Sterling scores goals for fun. Yeah. You look at the other teams around that. You, know, you go through it all. You know um, United, obviously you know Rashford still you know again still young but still got goals in him. Martial, so, Martial. You, know, you could go through them all. You know what I mean and. They've all got those man. Silver must be looking at and going, I've essentially got two kids here to get mm. my goals. And one kid's never played in the Premier League. Mm. And another another kid hasn't really got a pro- prolific goal scoring record. So he's going to have to find a way to get more goals from that team, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Andy said it. You know, We've had Andy on Al Pavosi on before. He said it himself. And he, we're going to need, we're going to hope that Keane ideally tries to get double figures this season. Because yeah, yeah. if he does, and Richarlison returns what he did last season, and Sigurdsson gets anywhere near what he did last season, We'll push that top six, yeah, yeah. but we won't push that top six if none of those get double figures, will we? Yeah. You know, we had two that got double figures last season. Imagine if you took took those two out of it, where are the goals going to come from? Yeah, you know I, mean? I think it's got to, got to be a little bit of faith in what the mind's just doing, and I fully expect us to come good. We we'll work it out in terms of obviously whatever the current issues are and the fact that how teams are setting up, especially those teams who are say out of that the sky yeah. six how they set up we, we, will, we will learn to break that down it just, just worries me that I don't know what you said it just worries me that we've got essentially two kids yeah, I don't want to bring up the, the classic you know it's an, the inevitable comment we were we were linked with obviously Seb Haller who's obviously a bit further down the line than Moise Keane and I don't want to and I know, I know Pete you're ready to jump in but but obviously I know look, it's easy to say because you haven't scored near but you scored two goals the other day did you see his you know? goals yeah, I've seen the goals, yeah. And they weren't exactly worldies, but you know what I mean. So, so, so hang on, so if they weren't worldies, what, what were No, they? but what I'm trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say though, if he gets 15 goals a season, his price is going to be well worth justifying it. He won't score 15 goals no. a season. I, I think he'll get double figures. He won't. It, it, I think it, he'll get double so figures. Let's, hang on, let's put it in perspective, let's all calm down. So they're playing against a 10-man Brighton team. Yeah. 
Yeah, one, no, no. one goal, I think, pinged off the bar. Did they Brighton? Oh, excuse me. Well, yeah, that, let, that, let that be stricken play, from the record. They play Watford. They play Watford, away. fair enough. Away. They play Watford away. Yeah, but the second, <laughs> the second goal was pinged off the bar, wasn't it? Could, look, have, could have gone it. It fell very kindly to him. And look, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to... I know exactly what you're saying, and it's a valid point. Nothing special but, about the but, first but, goal but, either. But what I'm trying to say is, is that he's got two kids up front, essentially. And, and you even Neville said it, you know, you know he's kind of, he was an ex-man or whatever, but he, he talks a lot of sense a lot of time. Carragher said it himself, where are the goals coming from in this team? They've never really replaced Lukaku. You know, what was Neville's comments was quite poignant, wasn't he? He said, Everton always seemed to me to be that nearly team. They look neat and tidy and they look like they're well set up and they look they look like, but when they just don't, they're just not quite there. You know what I mean? And, and I think he's right with that comment. That's a neutral comment in an argument. You know, we're slightly biased because obviously we love the club and everything else, but that's somebody, and I think that's quite an accurate depiction of where we are. You know, we're, we've got some good players, some lovely little footballers like Bernard and people like that, and Sigurdsson, in that, but we're just not quite. We're not ruthless, are we? You know, we're not mm. quite there. And I think to break that top six, we have to score a certain number of goals, haven't we? We have to. You know, no matter how good our defence has been, we're not going to keep, keep clean sheets all season, are we? You know, no. what I mean? so he's going to have to find a way. I know, Mike, you said you're convinced we will, but. I hope it doesn't cost him a job is basically what I'm trying to say because of the fact that we haven't recruited to get like, I don't an think experienced striker or something like that. I you think, I think the, the beauty of the, f- of the fact that we've got a team of people who work behind the scenes who, who trust this. And I, I hate the word project, but that's exactly what it is. Marcel Browns likes uh, Silver. Silver likes Browns. They work well together. They communicate well. We couldn't get it all done this window. We've said time again it's going to see many more windows than what they've had so far. Um, but do you think we could have signed another forward or another wide forward in Burnham surely not while we still had Tosin at the club no I th- do you think we could have gone for someone like or gone being a bit more aggressive for um, Malcolm or someone like that or, well, look, we, we were fairly aggressive when it came to Zaha weren't we so yeah. you know, it but Silva knew that doesn't that say to you that Silva knew we were a bit lightweight up well, he probably did. the of fact that we were going for Zaha of course he does so, so aggressively of course so, but I, th- I still think the quality has been brought in it's exactly that. It's quality. Yeah, but it's I've also this. very young, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, you know but yeah, but the two will be, and I, I'll use these two time again because they're the ones who are up there. A will be and Keane both played Champions League football. A will be and Keane. I will be. I'm a lot more confident. Yeah, because he's, he's been there and done it. And he's played in the Premier League. But so. both both are full internationals. Yeah. Both have won honours, major honours. They whether they whether they young or not, it doesn't matter for me the age. Yet they, all it means to me is that they're both going to improve. And probably key more. Silver will definitely improve them, but I just worry that, you know, and I won't be able to say what no concern. I just worry Keane, there's a reason why he's not throwing him in yet. He's trying to protect the lad, and I totally understand that. He may be forced into throwing him in now because of obviously we're not scoring. And that's that'll go everything against Silver would want to have done. He would like to have probably introduced him like now, when we're winning games 2 0 or something like that, going, go on, son, go and get us a goal. Now he's potentially going to be thrown in, almost going, we're not scoring, we need you to do something. Well, Mike, does that link in nicely with the the Lincoln game? I was going to say, yeah. Let's yeah. let's 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 look forward to that because obviously we've got a couple of games this weekend, Lincoln, um, and then the Wolves game at the weekend. Lincoln game now, off the off the uh, the podcast and discussions we've had before. I'm not a fan of wholesale changes. I never really have been when it comes to these competitions. The reason why is I want to win it, so it's always tricky. And it's a massive banana skin when you start making seven, eight, nine, ten, or in I some cases, 
Dylan I think changes. she'll make three or four changes. But, but are we all saying we'd like Moise Keane to be starting up front for the Lincoln I think, game? I think he will. I think he will, I yeah. Think he will, it's yeah. all about whether, whether we probably like it either. I just think that he will. I think, I think, think Wobi will start. You might even start with Calvert-Lewin, to be perfectly honest with you. I you think Wobi will start and I think Keane will start. I, I think it's an right, opportunity yeah. to try. If you went 4 3 3 in that game, who do you think you'd play as that? Free in midfield, free up front? Who do you think you'd play? I think Tom Davis comes yeah. in for his, for his legs. Yeah. I think I think he'd definitely come in. Um, in the midfield three? Yeah. yeah I, think, I think Gomez would still play. Yeah. Um, and I think if you. Because obviously injured. If you so fit, Delph comes Delph. in. Mm. Yeah. So Sigurdsson dropped. Yeah. And then Keane in the middle, is that what you're saying? Keane, and Awobi. Awobi off the left. And Richardson. Would be my three. Pete, you agree with that? I, I, I think he'd probably go with Walcott. I think he might rest for Charleston for the weekend. Do you think so? But Richarlison needs a goal, doesn't he, as well? Do I mean, it's an opportunity to try and maybe. He, do, he definitely does. And he needs games. I, I'd like to see him start Keane. I think the best scenario for us would be Keane, Keane gets a couple. So, on, you, on yeah, we all agree with We think he should probably go 4 3 3 and try and play that sort of. Yeah. Delph allows us to play that. That free in midfield, really, if, doesn't if it? Delph, he, he seems to, from what, what Silver's been saying, Delph is pivotal to this different style of play, isn't he? So may, maybe he will. Maybe he will then go, okay, let, let's go 4 3 3. See, in my mind, he only does that if he's thinking of transitioning the, you know, really the whole way we play to 4 3 3 for the majority of the season. Sure, I mean, surely against Lincoln, he keeps the same system because he's wanting the players to know the system. I don't know. I think I think any top side has got to be adaptable and it's got to be flexible in, in their approach. And I think if this is something which he's going to do at anyway for mm. the long term, there's no there's no harm because he's got the quality on the pitch anyway to win the game. There's no harm in, in transitioning to four three three from what we've been playing. But it all depends on who's available, isn't it? Who's fit? You know, I'd be in, I'd be inclined to give Sadibi for going to right back. Um, if Bain you go left back you can't change your centre arse for me you, you no. just can't do it you, you, you can't you're talking it. about six seven changes there mate you just say we no, should no, do no, it no I'm not no, what, what I'm saying is I'm still looking I'm looking at, I'm looking at four or five I yeah. said we're playing Pickford in goal I mean there's also doubt anyway he's, yeah. he's uh, got you a don't, you don't want to step move you don't want to he's a big Christian in goal do you you know mm. mind you link with uh, Real Madrid yeah. over the weekend the Callum was mm. yeah 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 because wow. uh, yeah they've got injuries haven't they Kaelin Navis is Potentially going PS, uh, PSG. Yeah, so he so, yeah. He, so he wants him. so Stecklenberg for thirty mil on the cards there. So that'll be good for the uh, for our next. Forty eight, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but generally I do agree with you. We've got to, we've got to take the game seriously. I mean, um, we've got to go there and you know basically again like we've done over the you know basically impose our game onto them. We've got far more quality. You know, I'm hoping if we if we score early in that game we'll probably go on I think win it fairly the worry is if we don't score and it gets to 60 minutes that's the worry it would be an easy game against Lincoln no, it will not be an easy game they've lost the last two haven't they the last two games they've been away but they've been on a good run before that they, had, they were top weren't they after the yeah. first was it three games so they've lost the last couple of games which which is good but the the thing is these kind of games they're at home it's live on Sky Sky won't upset hence why it's live on Sky yeah. we we haven't been playing particularly well mm. so all all the cards sort of sort of fall to, to Lincoln really but you know we've, we've got to just impose ourselves on the game haven't we with, with a much better side we, the quality that we've got we should be going there win the game 2 3 4 nil. but we all know these kind yeah, of sides yeah, yeah. and both sides will know each other from the, the FA Cup last season and Lincoln give a good account of themselves yeah. I mean we made quite a few changes then but 
first half he looked very very good Everton and then second half Lincoln Lincoln played really really well yeah. um, so I think teams I think teams are now starting to to work us out a little bit with this 4-2-3-1 type formation I do really do I think more and more teams are paying us more respect and you know rightly so uh, in some cases it's not a coincidence that we had some of our better results and more free scoring games against teams that came on to us more last yeah. season you know what yeah. I mean teams that were in the top six suddenly you know, they, you know we looked a lot more dangerous um, I think that suits you know Silver's record again when he was at Watford against some of the top six teams mm. and, and before that um, his job before that as well so yeah, we've got we've got to find a way, I mean, to beat these teams that are going to be setting up this way. We've just got to be able to do it because every team below us really in the league is going to play that way, aren't they? I think we've just got to find a way. A clean sheet and a win by at least a couple of goals would give us loads of confidence Going to take to into the weekend. I think. Yeah. Well, let's let's before we talk about Wolves, let's have a, a prediction for the Lincoln game. What what do we think? Oh, I'm going to go three one. Three one. Who's going to score? I'm going to say Moise, Moise King gets two. Galazzo. <laughs> and um, Theo Walcott. Theo, you think Theo will start? I yeah. do. I do. Right. I, th- I think 2-1. I can see. I see a tight game, Lee. See a tight game. Yeah. Um, 2-1, I think. Goal scores for Everton. Andre Gomez. And, and I think Keane. I do think Keane's going to bag. Um, It'll be great if you could. Yeah, brilliant. It'll be great if you could. And I think um, it's a debut on goal. <laughs> on, on his day 20 yards through his own net I, I think if we score early I think we win I think we'll win 2 or 3 now I think if it goes into beyond 60 minutes and it's still nil nil, I think we could you know, be for a nervy 20 minutes half an hour um, but I think if we do score in the first half I think it'll, the players cause I think the confidence will come flooding back to him I can see he's getting a few more then um, but all depends on you know as, as hopefully scoring that, that first goal because they're going to be well up for it if they get first the first goal aren't they mm-hmm. um, particularly that we've built our team so far this season on you know keeping clean sheets mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see how that plays out but the Wolves game is an interesting wasn't it because obviously we recorded it initially on Friday before Wolves played their game they've since played the match um, and they struggled a bit haven't they this Thursday Sunday as we thought they would do they did say yeah did you know, they've say. had some good results in the European qualifier so far they had a great result against Torino we've got mm. some good players like Bellotti and people like that you know great result away there but then they were, they were very leggy at the weekend it, um, I think and it, they were very fortunate to get the draw weren't they because if you look at the, the shots and everything else on goal I mean they could have easily lost two, two, penalty, two penalty 90 plus 7 yeah, it was yeah, yeah it was 97th amazing. yeah but yeah. if you look at even, even beyond that to be fair to you know he's very honest and said like you know we probably should have lost that two or three nil, because they had some really good chances to do it. Yeah. Um, we think. If you think back though, Barnes to Barnes is a, he's a, he's a finisher, isn't he? He's he a is. finisher. Yeah. But if you think back to the, to the season when we so after Martinez's first season when we came we came fifth with a record number of points for ourselves in the Premier League, and then we then were in Europe and we struggled, didn't we, in the league? But in mm. Europe, we we looked real real quality beating beating the, it was at Wolfsburg yeah, Wolfsburg. Uh, yeah. We, but comfortably as well yeah, wasn't it? We away and home it was yeah. young boys as well we actually yeah. glad of them didn't we and we, we had a real sort of our style of football in Europe was great yeah, but we exactly. struggled didn't we to adapt back to the to the Premier League and Wolves seemed to be quite similar they got some real quality I'm mean, looking at the side that Wolves played against against Burnley obviously we know they got Jimenez and, and Jota up front and they play with, with three centre-halves, don't they? Mm. So Bennett Cody and, and, and Willie Bolly, and then Doherty and Johnny, at mm. the wing-backs. So they, they seem to be watching... They're the width. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But watching, watching 
part of the game against Burnley. They seem to be a bit leggy, a bit tired. They were. Um, I saw that he had a very good season last season. Yeah, very, very yeah, good. Yeah, quite a few assists. You know, he's, he's dangerous getting forward. He puts a good ball in. But they've got, but on the bench, they've got clear quality. I mean, Dem Donker didn't start. He was on the bench. Chayore, that uh, Coutrone as well, he brought in from Milan. Yeah. There's, there's real real quality there. But he's really improved, I think. The, he was the speed to that. Chayore is rapid. He's massive and he's built like a yeah, rugby yeah. lad, isn't he? Yeah, but he's a big lad. I think he's improved his, his end product because he'd be a nightmare to play against. He's yeah. a bit of a roadrunner, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But I mean, when he gets going, you can't stop him, can you? Yeah. Uh, he's a threat. Tactically, when we were just talking about the Villa game and games of that, that ilk, we were saying Everton maybe the way we set up at the moment struggle a bit with teams yeah. that, that sort of sit back against us and that's a lot of, uh, of how Wolves play isn't it they play that way they play very much uh, like they on beat, the, on they the counter they twice. like to sit back soak yeah. up pressure and then get into the channels well they, they battered United twice playing that way last season and playing a lot of way against a lot of teams look at them good this last season absolutely tore us apart and won 3-1 mm. yeah again we had most of the ball that game yeah. didn't we but yeah. they were very very dangerous going forward and I do think you know, it, it, look, again, it's, it's they, they're going to play on Thursday and play us on Sunday. So you'd like to think, hopefully, even though they're at home, they're still going to be a bit leggy. They'll probably go through. They're free two up, aren't they? So they probably should go through really in that game. But, I mean, it will, it will be an interesting game for us though, because something the three of us spoke about when we did the podcast after the Watford game was how high we had the line at home. Yeah. Um, and we have held that very high line. We did it against Villa as well. It seems to be again, you know, a, a tactical shift. Will we do it against Wolves? Well, you've, got, you've got the speed of Jota there. He causes problems last season with mm. his movement off the ball and things like that. He's, he's very, very quick, isn't he? Yeah. So he plays off him and as he buzzes around him, doesn't he? It all, I mean, with, with, with Wolves, how, how they set up and, and who plays, all depends on what happens on Thursday because obviously they've got the return leg at Molyneux against Tigino Thursday. Yeah. So they, they're obviously looking at the side to play against Burnley and they're obviously rotating players within that side. Did most of them play against... Uh, yeah, against United. No, no, no sorry, Serena. against Torino. The, most of these pretty much start. Then Donker would have started. Yeah, there was there yeah. was there was lots of there was lots of similarities in the side. But right. this, as as I said, this the side is the side is good, and they and they're fairly flexible now. They they got a good squad walls. But I think that Thursday night playing again, as much as they are at home, it, we know what we know. We said it time again. It impacts so heavily on your Premier League form. They've, they've come back to pre-season saying probably two weeks before we have mm. so they play the game when we're, we're playing pre-season games to play obviously competitive football and you know I don't think that the Wolves that we played last season who, who were absolutely fantastic I thought it was a good are going to be the same side that we play this weekend um, I think but we were very, we were the better team when we played them weren't you we were the yeah, first game by far the better team should have won the game with 10 with men, 10 men we, we, we should have won the game yeah, yeah. But they obviously, look, Nuno's done well. He's had a lot of money to spend. You know, they've got a fairly high wage bill as well. So let's not be kidding ourselves. You know, he's he's pretty much got the team where they are based on obviously that he's been able to invest heavily in that team. And they paid forty million for him in this. You know what I mean? So they're, they're not exactly struggling for cash. Uh, I think it will be it will be quite a good game actually. Um, I think the two teams are fairly well matched, aren't they? Um, it'd be interesting barometer test how we play. Hopefully, on the back of a win in the cup. That, you know, imagine going into that game on the back of a knockout to Lincoln or something like the League Cup, which is arguably our best chance to win a That's trophy. Yeah. Especially, you know, if we, if we lose on Wednesday, you know, what we've been trying to do is build the atmosphere good or something. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter how large you want to play the sirens on, on Sunday, it, it's not going to be fantastic for the players. It'll be very, very downbeat. We've said 
It was really toxic a couple of years ago, wasn't it? It, it really skin. was when we do not want to go back there again. Well, under, Martinez late on was, yeah. was poor. Coon second, well, second year, second season. Obviously, the pie man when he come in, terrible with him. You, you don't want to be going back to that. And, and let's, you know, we're, we're being a little bit over the top there, aren't we? But we just know how, how the how our fans can react at times and how things can sort of. You don't want to turn on the team, do we? I no. think the big picture here, we're, you know, we're two years. We said it before. We're two years into a four slash five year project. We're going to have bumps in the road. You know, he's got new players on board. He needs to find a way to get the team creating more chances. I do think he will find a way. I think he's a good coach. He's very good one on one. He's very, you know, he, he's on the training pitch with the players all the time. I mean, most managers now always have a, a staff that do all that for them, don't they? You know, he's very much one on one. And I think he has got, despite what I was saying before, with a bit of naivety up front, there are goals in that team. And I think we've just got to trust him to find a way to start, you know, hopefully getting a few more goals. Because I'm not worried about the defence. None of us are worried about that, really, are we? Yeah, I mean that was no, that wasn't two 0 really the other day, really, was it? I mean, it was like no. you know, go on the break when it was like you know it was disappointing. They would never have scored that, would we? If we, you know, if we weren't. No, it was because obviously you had, you had Gomez running back and he nipped it. Mina was up front, wasn't he? Mina was playing up front. Yeah, of course. So yeah, that I mean, was so. That, that second goal was by the by, but yeah. I think that you know we we said we said now for for quite a while we don't want a cup run. We want to win a cup. What we what we've not had since '95, which is an absolute disgrace. Is it Sophie to shout about? I don't care. The League Cup's the only one we've not won. It is. Never never won it, which again is a disgrace. But, you know, any trophy that we can get, which is great for the fans to celebrate, great for the side, it, it I mean, sucks. Look at Watford got the FA Cup final yeah, last yeah. season. They're talking about getting rid of, you know, getting rid of the manager well, already. That's Watford, isn't it? It's, it's, you know it's, what I mean? it's, but they are, they? Sort of, if you look at their league form, though, from something like February until now, they're in like the bottom... Yeah. I think bottom five right? yeah, so really struggling yeah but it's amazing yeah, so, so that tells you, you know, they, they, okay they had the cup run and they probably went off the boil in the league but if they can get to an FA Cup final we can bloody get to a, a bloody final one of these one of the, if you get the right draw you don't, you don't want yeah a lot of luck comes into the FA Cup and, and League Cup and it, it's who you get I mean last season we had Southampton at home should have really won the game and then Walcott come on got, and got an equaliser didn't he yeah. uh, but then we lost, lost on pens um, should have won that game. I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, how have we not come away with it with a win here? Um, but yeah, luck does come into it. But sometimes a lot of teams throw all their eggs into one basket, don't they? And like Wofford, when Wofford sort of got to the latter rounds, it was very FA Cup concentration on the FA Cup. And they did well, then they got they got turned over by City, which could happen to, to any yeah, side. Happened, didn't they? But, but we, City put City won the league up, is it the last two years? City, yeah, City, City, they won it the last two years. So, yeah, yeah, even even them putting their reserves out pretty much for most of those rounds, they're winning the trophy, aren't but they? That's why it's so, so important for, for us to take it so seriously because it doesn't matter who we're playing, whether it's Lincoln, City or, or Man City, you, you've got to really take it seriously and play a real solid good side. We've got a good squad now. So yeah, we, we can make, I don't know why I said I don't want to make wholesale changes, we can make three yeah. or four quite we, we've easy. Got, we've got, I'm more comfortable looking at our bench than I was this yeah. time last season. Yeah, of course. You look at the bench, <coughs> there is more proven quality on the bench. You know what I mean? And hopefully the Lincoln game's come at the right time really, but we've got quite a few new signings to try and bed in. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be starting the, you know, the, the, first, um, the first games for Everton. Yeah. So what's our thoughts then guys before we finish up against Wolves then I mean a lot of it depends on obviously the Lincoln game as well but what's our thoughts in terms of predictions against Wolves go on please I'll let you start again right I'm going for it Mike's awful slightly awful you both you went for 3-0 slightly pessimistic uh, 1-1 draw I'm going for 1-1 draw yeah bear in mind goals goals 
Sorry. Go on. Goals. I'm going to say uh, Yerry Mina header. Bullets. And um, and Yerry Mina header. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, yeah, I'll take that. Go on, mate. Now bear in mind, after the Wolves game, we've got it's international break, isn't yeah. it? So One two week break. Yeah, so we don't play again until the the 15th of September. So right, really it's well timed. Yeah, it is. So we can end. We can have this week with, with two wins. Be fantastic yeah. to go wins into the. It's still with two weeks to work with them players. It will. It will. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say so on the back of it, uh, a scrappy win against Lincoln. I'm going to say Everton one goals nil, um, and I think the goal scorer is going to be. It will be. Oh, I think I think oh. he's going to he's going to probably do enough to start against against Wolves. He's going to. Look sharp against Villa. Uh, not to score. He was, and I think he's, he's gonna gonna grab a goal, and we, we can all go into the into the break fairly happy with with how the season's been done. No, I do agree with that. I think the midweek result hopefully give us that platform to go on and uh, um, go into the Wolves game with a bit of confidence. Uh, if we do do that, um, I think again we should really, you know, Wolves come off the back of a midweek game as well. We should have. A, hopefully enough to beat them as well so I think it'll be another close game like you guys I think um, I think it'll be 2-1 I can see I can see them scoring because they've got some threat going forward um, but hopefully we'll click and we'll get we'll get a couple of goals ourselves I think it could be uh, you know end-to-end in patches really that, that type of game so I think 2-1 goal scorers um, I think I think Iwobi as well I think Iwobi can score I think he looked dangerous the other day um, I think Luca Dean free kick. Nice. Yeah, well, I'll take both of your predictions rather than mine. One well, one. Well, let's hope so, and, and let's just let's just hope that we we can go into that break with a, a bit of positivity and uh, and obviously looking forward to to a, a decent season. So Let, let's before we finish, let's just let's just hope Pete's predictions are as good as his fantasy team at the minute, mate. Where are you? Are you is he top of the Holy Trinity League? Is he? Is he top of that? You are. I might have slipped down a bit. I've had a slightly disappointing uh, weekend. Have you? Yeah. Pete's right up there, isn't he? He is. He is. Dizzy Heights, yeah. Champions League. What do you mean? I'm always competitive. Hey. Got Pookie in your team now. Pookie in there. I had him from game week two. It won't last him for you, mate. He's already done his wild card bench boost and triple captain. He has, yeah. All in the same week. That's not even allowed. When was the last time you finished above me, mate? I was second last season because I was third last season, so we're most definitely above you last season. So we'll, we'll come back on that one. You come to me for lessons when you when you finish above me, boys. Well, where are you sitting? Well, it's early doors, yeah. Oh, right. I've won the last two, two or three years, haven't I? Right, okay. You know I mean? yeah. Come on. Okay. Well, we, we'll see. We'll see. We, we'll in a few weeks we'll revisit this conversation. Yeah, we need to, we need to have to give a shout out from the people who are winning actually as well in future in future. Um, we will do. We will do. But let's let's let things settle down. Let's let the cream rise to the top first of all. All these, all these, these lads and, and the ladies. You know, listen, you know when when the big boys start, you know, they get into the Champions League spots. We will then start discussing who's where they are. So yeah, people drop down to relegation. He will. He will. He will be we'll in the next. He will be in the next season. So anyway, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time when we're going to go back through hopefully a positive couple of results against Lincoln and Wolves. And look ahead to the game after the international break against Bournemouth. So we'll catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.